if you leave and something goes wrong with the business, you have way more marketable skills at this point. You probably have the knowledge to start another business because you've been doing this as a side hustle. It's not going to be as scary even if things don't go right because you are now way more equipped to do whatever you want. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of B3 Boss Babies and Thoughts. While I talk about all things motherhood, entrepreneurial, and how to have fun with everything in between. I'm your host, Jessica with a Y, and I cannot wait to dive into today's topic. So make sure to grab your favorite cocktail, sit back, relax, and unwind. Let's have some fun. Hey ladies, Jess here with another episode of Boss Babies and Bottles, better known as B3. Today I have a special guest, a male, as we were just talking about, Mr. Neil. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me, Jessica. Excited to be here. And I think maybe your first male guest. No, not my first, but All right. definitely uh, most of most of our guests <laughs> are female. Yeah. Uh, but um, I am excited to have you here today, and I'm so excited Likewise. you reached out. Uh, it just happens to be that Neil and his friend were listening to some episodes. Uh, you guys uh, are from California, and they were listening to some episodes, and he reached out to me, and he is just amazing, guys. Neil is the CEO of Made This Franchise, uh, and made as in like literally cleaning made. Um, so the first ever franchise that specializes in just Airbnb cleanings and residential homes. So Neil originally started made this as a side hustle and worked on it part-time for two years before quitting his corporate job and going full-time in 2015, which I think for a lot of people, that's the scary jump. How do I go from working full-time um, to to making, uh, how do I go from working full-time and having a side hustle to making my side hustle my full-time, you know? So we're going to talk about that today. And he has since been living, you know, the, the nomad life and has built, made this while traveling to 30 plus countries, guys, and managing everything fully remote. So Neil, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jessica. Excited to be here. And thanks for the intro. Yeah, of course. Any day. So let's dive right in. Um, tell us more about you. Sure. So I think you did a pretty awesome job with the intro, but I started, made this uh, amongst a bunch of other things I was trying when I was first at my corporate job. And for me, I, I wanted to start a side business for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to quit and travel for a while. That was a big goal and also provide for my parents and family financially. Uh, my mother at the time was um, uh, looking for something to do as well. So I wanted to be, be able to provide something for my mother at the same time. So made this started amongst many other things I was trying and it just started to work and kind of grow from there and it started to scale. And after a couple of years, this is right when the Airbnb boom started to happen. And uh, that's when we started to really dive into that niche and then make a, s a service specialized around that. And yeah, like you mentioned, 2015, I booked a one-way flight to Colombia and our whole team is completely remote. So I think we're across seven different countries. Uh, of course, the cleaners are local. Um, and now we are uh, franchising this model. So working with uh, select individuals who want to also have kind of a work from anywhere business model, pretty much follow the blueprint I already put together. And so now we're going to hunt for a few select entrepreneurs across the U.S. for that. That's great. So before we dive into made this, moving to Colombia, my husband's Colombian. So oh, really? Hey. A beautiful and yet crazy country to live in. Um, so, Still my favorite country, I think. It just has it? a dear place. Yeah. yeah. I've been to a lot of different places with and without my husband before we met and then now. Um, so give us just your, your, just because I love traveling and everything to do with travel. Give me your top, mm. top five. Oof, Quickly. so hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we got to go through it. It's the fun topic. So I would say Colombia is still on there. Really? Uh, I, okay. I loved South Africa. We actually, some of our team members in South Africa, so yeah. I went to go visit them. Uh, the south part of South America, Patagonia. I'm not even a big fan of hiking, but I was just hiking for days there. It was just incredible with the nature Beautiful. down there. Uh, and I'm going to throw in Spain and Thailand under there. Those speed nice. Yeah. nice. And how about yourself? Huh, you see, none of those are on my list. And I think <laughs> It tells you, right, how well, yeah. and it always depends on what experiences you encounter in the different places. So it depends on the people. It's very subjective. Depends on the people too. I would say um, I've got to start off with Iceland. I'm Ooh. not a high, I'm not a major hiker either, but we did backpacks throughout Iceland. Um, went all the way around the island there, so that was gorgeous. We did New Zealand. That was absolutely beautiful as well. Costa Rica for me. When when I talk about when I talk about down there, gotta love. Mm-hmm. everything to do with it greece by far has my heart it always has and always will let me think oh budapest really love budapest. very nice mm-hmm. you know it's funny I've, I've been to a lot of places but those first four places i have not been to <laughs> yeah that it's a completely you. opposite yeah 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 it's funny but i i love everything to do with travel so um oh i had to cool. start off with that even though it had nothing to do with this but <laughs> Love me some good travel convo. Um, all right, so let's dive in. <laughs> let's do it. So tell me about the Made This franchise. Why did you start it? Sure. So uh, like I mentioned, traveling, and I think a big part was just to support my parents and family financially. So my parents had uh, video rental stores growing up. Jessica, do you remember like the Blockbusters? Of course. You go on Friday night, you get video rentals and who DVDs didn't, and everything. didn't love Blockbuster? I was a uh, beat. Yeah, exactly. So theirs was, you know, similar to Blockbuster and uh, they still had them through the 2010. So after a while, obviously was not doing well financially. I needed something to help support them as well. So that was one of the biggest whys. Have you seen that meme? And I'm sorry to interrupt you. The one that said, sure. was like something that said like young kids were playing a game and it said like old people's, old people's Netflix. And the answer was Blockbuster. And I was like, yeah. hey, <laughs> we're not old. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, these youngins, they'll, they'll never old. know. Yeah, like old people's block. Well, yeah, let's get out of here. Okay, so that is awesome. And you know, you were telling me a little bit about it. And I definitely want to dive into this because you should, the made this franchise. You have a lot of women that are actually reaching out to you because now mm. they're working from home and they have a little bit more flexibility. And this kind of gives them a side hustle, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think the way we're coming at it a little bit. Someone once called us the the franchise for millennials in some way, which is be, and that's because a lot of the old cleaning franchises they are very old school, down to the nineteen seventies, eighties, nineties. And based off of that, the, you know, they want you to get an office space. They want you to have a ton of overhead. And the reality is, with the way technology has moved, uh, you don't need that. You don't, you know, a website's a storefront now. You don't need an actual yeah. storefront anymore. And so we've been uh, work from home, work from anywhere, work remote from day one, just out of my necessity to want to travel and out of my uh, necessity to make sure my mother could work as well. Of um, based off of that, all the systems are built where you could work from home and do it from home. So we're getting a lot of interest from people who are saying, hey, look, I have a family, I have kids, I want to take care of them, but I also want flexibility. I don't have to physically drive and commute 30 minutes a day. What opportunity is there where I could be my own boss and I could work from home. And I think that's going to be the trend going forward, especially with COVID. It's just mm-hmm. exacerbated everything and made everything, sped everything up a lot more. Yeah. And people realizing, hey, this doesn't make sense to go into an office. You know, I could do this from home. So we're getting mm-hmm. lots of interest from people who want to follow a blueprint, want to be their own boss and want to do it from home. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think COVID has turned all of our lives over some for the better um, and some just in, just getting more creative with what we mm-hmm. can and can't do, you know? 
you know, I know for me and my husband, COVID brought just a lot of different things. We did have a family member pass and that, that in itself is very scary. But we also had our children where we would spend more time with our children, which we wouldn't have been able to do. And it also allowed us to get very creative with our businesses. Both of us being in the hospitality industry, both of our businesses got hit pretty hard. Mm. And so understanding our businesses and seeing that there were you know, not that we didn't know we were both in the same industry, but not realizing that something like this could hit our industry so hard and the both of us to be hit so hard, mm-hmm. that it really caused us to get more creative on how we're going to move forward in case something does happen and other ways that we can make money from home because this is where we want to be because this is where our kids are currently because they're so little. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I do agree with you there. And I think everyone really needs to be thinking like that because there's always a quote that me and my husband say to each other. And I think it's awesome is, you know, if you, if your main, if you only have one main source of income, then you're basically broke. Yeah, absolutely. That's what a job is. Uh, mm-hmm. A job is one single source of income. That's the same as us having one client. Yep. You can't have a business with one client. You can't run a life with just one client. If you have a job, that's just one client. So diversifying your income sources is huge. Exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent would agree with that. So our biggest topic of today and our biggest discussion is how do we turn a side hustle into a main business? And I wanted to go through this because I think a lot of my listeners either have a side business or have thought about starting a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And the whole objective of it is to make it your main, you know, your main source of income. Um, so how do we do this? What are your tips? What do we got? Yeah. So uh, at least with the side hustle, the goal is to eventually turn it into your business. And you don't want to be doing a side hustle for like five to 10 years, right? Most of the time you want to eventually go full-time meeting. You need to time collapse. Um, So oftentimes you can try to reinvent the wheel and do something brand new, but many times people have already done what you're doing. Either you could join a mastermind, hire a coach, in our sense, follow a a, a franchise system where the path is kind of laid in front of you. What that does is allows you to accelerate that timeline Mm -hmm. and you have a plan to follow. The problem, the, the hard part with the side hustle is you still have a full-time obligation, whether it's your job, whether it's your kids, there's something there. So whatever you can do to make it as easy as possible for you, join a community, do whatever you can do to actually make sure you're following the plan. I think that's huge in terms of speeding things up. Yeah. But honestly, the first part is just getting started. With that. And I'm sorry to interrupt, Neil. Social helps a lot with that because you can join groups that, um, of people that are doing the exact same thing that you are. Like you can find these communities very easily, like very easily. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it, it's huge in order to speed up that transition from side hustle to full time. Because look, if you need to think about it from pure numbers, if you sped up your timeline by one year, that's entire years of income that you could have had if you just joined a group, joined a franchise, have to coach. How much money is that worth? How mm-hmm. much? How much is your freedom worth at that point when you sped up uh, the transition from side hustle to full time? So, in my opinion, I think having a good system around is huge. It's hugely valuable to decide also keeping you accountable and making sure you're doing what you should be doing, following a plan, uh, reverse engineering the plan saying, Hey, how much money do I really need to support my lifestyle? When can I quit? Mm-hmm. Then figuring out how much revenue you need to generate to have that sort of income. Yeah. And this is what I tell my people all the time because my sister's in this very same bubble. You know, she has her full-time job and then she started her side hustle and it was basically you know, like her desire, but also like, we're like, Hey, it's time to do this. Like for Mm -hmm. you, you know? And I told her, I said, your goal is to make enough here where it supplements your income here. And she's hit that point and she still doesn't want to let go. And that's so normal because you get scared. Right. Especially when you've worked a job for so long. 
but I just find that so huge. You have to do that number, those numbers backwards. Yeah. Um, and, and everything is going to take your time. So you have to learn to split your time accordingly between. Yeah. And look, it is scary to make that transition, but the reality is once you reach a critical mass, when you go full-time, you just got to trust yourself and believe in yourself. So for example, I did it a couple years part-time, which I think took longer than I would like. Um, and then when I transitioned to full-time, we doubled within the first year. I think a large part of that is just, hey, we got to critical mass, time in business, you have some traction, you have existing customers, you grow from there. But part of it is you could just devote more time to the business and fully focus on that. And your business is kind of, it's a reflection of you. So the more time you can devote to it, the better it's going to do. So I 100% agree. I think it's just at some point it's betting on yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the the risk. And I don't know which episodes you heard uh, of mine, but I always talk about it. I'm like, you have to go in with a swim or swim mentality. And I know that that's hard, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody's like, what if I fail? And, and in my head, when I do things, I don't think fail. I think, well, this is what I have to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And so that swim or swim mentality is, I think, what causes me to not, not that I don't fail because I fail all the time, but just this, that perseverance, that determination to do things, I think is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, the reality is, if you leave and something goes wrong with the business, you have way more marketable skills at this point. You probably have the knowledge to start another business because you've been doing this as a side hustle for a while. Uh, you're just way more equipped to get back into the workforce or do your own thing afterwards. So the reality is it's not going to be as scary even if things don't go right because you are now way more equipped to do whatever you want. Agreed. And that's, I think, with everything. This isn't my first business. This is uh, my third and just you know, being this one obviously was a lot faster than doing the first two, because I understood what it's like. Once you know how to run a business, you have the essential skills and tools that you need to be able to do it for other things and mm-hmm. to help other people do the exact same thing. So I, I do agree with that. And sometimes, you know, my, my husband's a serial entrepreneur. I, I wouldn't call myself that because when I, I'm next to him, I, I'm nothing. He's mm-hmm. literally probably had like 15 businesses in his whole entire life. Like he is anything that he could possibly have started a business on. He has, you know, like he knows a little bit about everything. Um, so when I met him, he's like, oh, well, this is your business. And he's like telling me what to do. I'm like, uh, sir, uh, I don't know you like that. I know we're dating, but <laughs> don't come in here and tell me what to do. Um, but yes, once you have the tools and the base, you can do anything. And that's, what's great. Right. Right. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about your tips towards turning that side hustle into the main business. Yeah, sure. So I, number one is just getting a, a magic number. Yeah. Right. Of when you can actually do that. The reality is with the side hustle, you need more help because you, you're going to have to devote your time towards your primary business or whatever your primary focus is. I mean, you probably do need to invest a little bit more at the beginning if it is a side hustle to have the proper help and speed up that timeline. So for example, uh, when I started, obviously I could not pick up the phones all the time when I was working a full-time job. Therefore, I had to hire someone a little bit sooner than I normally would have to be able to pick up the phones. Just things you need to do. So uh, the reality is- In another episode, sucks when you have to spend money that you necessarily don't really have yet or you don't want to spend, you know what it's I mean? It's scary. It's it scary. Is. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's planning, honestly. If you plan and say, look, I have this amount of money saved. I'm going to commit to spending this amount in my business. If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. That's fine. But I think having a plan and a budget in mind helps you conceptualize what you're doing and you don't just get cold feet in the middle of it just based off of an emotion. So if, if you just set a plan of I'm going to spend X amount of my side hustle, Set a, set a goal of, I want X amount of money per day. Then you just reverse engineer from there. You say, well, I can't pick up the phones. I can't do this. What am I going to do? What's the most efficient way to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just keep working at it. 
Exactly. Yeah. And it's, again, it is scary to spend that money, but sometimes it's the only thing you can do to grow and to get to that next level. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And look, the, the return on investment for betting on yourself with that extra cash you have for a side hustle is huge. It outsizes any other return you'd get from spending that money. So it makes sense to just devote a budget and say, I'm going to bet on myself with this money. If it goes wrong, that's okay. You just learn some more things. Uh, but if it goes right, the upside is huge. Yep. The upside is huge. And, and just the flexibility you get at doing your own thing. You know, I've barely been an employee. I had a job back when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was basically about it. But ever since there, I've kind of been myself, my own boss. And I'm telling you, this side of the coin to me just seems better. And I know that it's not for everybody. Because it's not, you know, and I, I'm very much well, well aware of that. But I do think that being able to make my own time, do my own things was my goal. And to be able to have my family and be able to, I mean, I try to do it all. Not that saying that I'm great at it, but mm-hmm. I try to do everything from have my kids to have my business, to spend time with my family, to spend time with my husband, to spend time with my dog, who also requires attention because now with two babies, she gets no attention. So, you know, it, it takes so much, but having your own business allows you to kind of divvy up your stuff. It does give you more stress, but it also gives you more freedom. But at the same time, it's also so rewarding to look back and say, I mm-hmm. built this from the ground up myself mm-hmm. um, and no one can take it away from you. And I think that's, what's beautiful about having your own business. No one can take those, those things that you've done away from you. That, that feeling that you feel about yourself and how proud you are of yourself is more important than anything. Yeah, very well said, Jessica. I 100% agree. And that's a lot of why I started made this franchise uh, is we just want to partner with people and help them achieve that level of freedom, right? I spent seven years making a crazy amount of mistakes. I don't know how much money I spent in mistakes. And it's just like, people don't need to make these mistakes all over again. If you just follow what someone else did, learn from their mistakes, and then you never have to do it again. You could time collapse, like I said. So that was a big reason I started made this franchise is just I want to help other people. I want, I want them to be able to follow what I did and don't fall in the same pits and, uh, hopefully turn that side hustle to a full-time gig. Exactly. I I think that's so huge. Um, But I do think that you're right. The first step is how to get to the point, like how much money do they need to make to get to the point where they can leave their job? Right. Um, Once you figure out that number, then the next step is figuring out what do you need to do to get to that number? And again, a lot of that is spending that money that a lot of people don't want to do or that extra time which is another thing that also, I don't think, I think time is more valuable than money. So spending your time and your money are two very important resources to get your business to where it needs to be or where you want it to be. Any other tips uh, for our listeners on how to turn their side hustle into a main business? I guess one thing I would caution for everyone would be uh, don't fall into what's what I call analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. Um, That is when you are analyzing so many business opportunities because you want that perfect side hustle that you just don't take action on any of them. And sometimes it feels very nice and very productive to read a lot about stuff and get ready and get ready and get ready. But the reality is unless you take action, you haven't done anything. So I would say taking imperfect action is much better than trying to be ready, trying to get ready constantly. And look, that's a trap I fell into, right? I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what would the perfect side business be? What would the perfect business to start be? The reality is who cares? Once you're going to get into something, that's when you actually understand how it works and what the opportunities are. But if you're looking at it from the outside, it's not as much you can do. So that'd be the one tip is just be aware, be self-aware, be self-reflective if that's what's happening to you and just take imperfect action and it's going to be okay. I love that word, imperfect action. I was just talking about this on another podcast and it's, it's true. Sometimes you just have to go for it. 
And it's so hard because you, you want to do everything and you're like, but I need this, but I need that, but I need that. I need that before I start. And it's like, well, what do you really need before you start? Mm -hmm. You know, in most cases, you really only need like two or three things and then to actually start and you can figure out other things as you go through. And so it's just important to start, you know, and, and I feel like I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but it's so, it's so crazy to me that when I talk to some of my listeners, I hear them and they're just like, they're thinking about what they can do and they know mentally what they can do, but they just don't do it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what, what has stopped you from taking action? And it's that paralysis or that fear or or the thought that they're going to fail. I mean, there's just so much psychology that goes into the whole thing versus if you were to just do it and then if you failed, well, then you handle it. But if you didn't, then great, you know? Mm. That's huge. I love that. Imperfect action, is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah, take a perfect action. You can't steer a parked car is another That's phrase I like to use. A parked car. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I've tried before. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> things that I've tried. Um, all right, cool. So if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, Neil, what would it be? Honestly, it would be uh, get started earlier. Yeah. Like, I, I think sometimes we think time flies, but it's also slow. And what I mean by that is mm -hmm. you could spend two, two months, three months pondering an idea without taking action. But the reality is if you just spent those three months doing it, like something you could have actually had, had more experiences, more opportunities, more things to go. So I think the rapid fire of experiences is something I think people should always be looking out for. You yeah. can fit a lot into your year. You can fit a lot to your weeks. You can fit a lot to your days if you just optimize what you're doing and actually have a plan of attack on the experiences you want to have. So for my younger self, I'd say have more experiences. Don't get comfortable. Like do as many things as possible because reality is there, there is time. You just, you just need to devote it properly. And that's yeah. what I wish my younger self knew as opposed to staying in a job for X number of years where I didn't really need to. Yeah. I think um, one of the podcasts I'm going to be working on is a time management one. And I just think that because I grew up with time management, I don't think about how essential it is for some people. Some people don't understand what time management is or how to do it. Um, and I am so key at that. Like, I'm just like, I, I can't even describe to you. Like now my evenings are like, they're thought out. I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. And, and I have to base it around my kid's schedule, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do before they go to bed. This is the time I'm going to spend with them for their nighttime routine. Then after that, I'm going to spend some time with my husband for eating. Then I'm going to go ahead and do an hour of work. And then the rest of the evening is for him and, or for us really. Right. And I think that's so important um, because I do separate time for work because I need to, because during the day, I don't have that time, that quiet time without the kids. Right. So I need to spend a little bit of time doing certain things, but then at the same time, I need to also spend time doing other things that are just as important, you know, and not every night do we spend it together, but there's nights where I have to, you know, now that my kids started solids, I know it's going to sound crazy to you, but I have to make baby food. Like yeah. to do that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, guess what? I got two kids. You got to make me some baby food. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I dumb things like now, you know, and, and again, this podcast will launch a little bit later, but I'm just like, it's the holidays. So guess what I have to do last night? I had to sit and decorate. Why? Because I want pictures of my kids around the tree. You know what I mean? I and do it's it. like, yep. I'll compose stuff that I have to do. But, you know, the way that you program your life and you, and you do and, and you time the things in your life, I just think are so important. Yes, take action, but separate the time to do things. Like I've said, you know, the two most important resources in life are time and money. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you need time to make money. Absolutely. So there we yeah, go. That's where the planning you is key. You all have the same amount of time in the day. So time to make some money. 
Uh, all right, Neil. Thank you. So last question. Of course, this wouldn't be the Boss Babies in Bottles podcast if I didn't ask you. What was your favorite bottle? What is your favorite bottle of drink? I'm not going to answer the bottle. I guess the favorite drink would just be go with a classic mojito. So maybe I will stick with that one. Oh, Tropicana in Miami. Got to do it. Got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Colombia is my favorite place. So. But mojito is not from Colombia. I knew you were going to say why. I had some deja vu. You were going to say that. Mojito is not Colombian. I just imagine a beach in Cartagena and I have to have a mojito with me. So I know it's not Colombian, but right. I'll take it by the beach. All right. All right. I'll give it to you. But it is. All right. Cool. Mojitos are very Caribbean. So cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me and for taking some time for me and my listeners. I really appreciate it. Thank you much, so, so much, ladies, for joining us on today's B3 episode, Boss Babies in Bottles with Mr. Neon, how to turn your side hustle into a main hustle. So hopefully you guys learned something and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to chat with you guys soon. So make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to our next episode and follow my craziness on Instagram at ebjevents and at canal.twins. I promise you, something's always happening.